All right, final horse racing happy hour of 2019. I didn't say welcome. Well, I guess settle up to the bar. It's time for the horse racing happy hour. You said horse racing happy hour. I did. So, you know. I didn't even pour a drink yet. What are we doing? Mike Indoffo, Louis Rebeau here. Um, I'm not sure what I want to do yet because. Oh, boy. Here we go. I've had a little of the Journeyman's Distillery stuff today. Oh, you've already been drinking. Well, I had one. I Got wanted it. to taste it. I, we're doing uh, – a group of friends of mine are doing um, – we got 24 glass bottles, and I had to fill 12 with one and 12 with another, and then we're doing like a blind whiskey advent calendar tasting. Okay. So every day we'll taste one, and the guy will send out afterwards like what it was and that kind of stuff. Got it. So I'm thinking about using this Journeyman's Distillery because it's not something people really know about. And it's from the great state of Michigan. It is from Michigan. Yeah. And uh, big whiskey up there. Don't worry. Was it a uh, Three Oaks or is that is that a place? Is that you ever heard of Three oh, Oaks? Oh, um, Three that, Rivers. No, it's Oaks. I'm pretty sure. Three Oaks, Michigan. Yeah, never heard of it. Be honest. Yeah, there you go. Huh. Three Oaks, Michigan. Apparently, there's a Three Oaks, Michigan. And that is 121 proof. It is weeded. I'm not a big fan of weeded bourbon. Correct. So yeah, you're not in that. Uh, well, I, I get, there's there's some sort of I have some sort of allergy with the wheat because I can't drink Blue Moon. It's a nice I, color. I can have one or two Weller. You should try a little bit. You got a glass over there. Yeah, I do have a glass over here. All right. Yeah. So try that, and then I'll pour something after at the break, and we'll have something else. But got to go. have something to celebrate. Yeah. Now that we've ha- been, had time to digest. This is our, our year in review. Not that the horse racing year is over, and actually, it's kind of interesting, too, because I think there's still a potential play, especially when it comes to the three-year-old male horse of the year. Yeah. Maximum Security will probably race one more time this year. Probably in the Scar Mile. It's looking more and more like the Scar Mile. And if he... Which we determined is at Aqueduct, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. And it, it's a good field, and uh, at least potential field. I got to pull it back up here in a second, but the uh, yeah, I assume that's like a. Uh, uh, I want to say Spun to Run was in there. Tacitus maybe. Uh, Tacitus. Yeah. Um. So, when you look at it, it's like, I think a lot of people. I'm not one of them. We're gonna jump right into it for the year. The the year review. I think Maximum Security. Good. I know you. I think you are one of them. Maximum Security who has dodged all really good talent since uh, since winning the Kentucky Derby. Or, no, no, 17th in the Kentucky Derby. That's right. Since finishing 17th in the Kentucky Derby. Cough. Um, has, uh, you know, avoided really good fields. <laughs> yeah, it's called um, it's called good race selection. I guess. Because uh, he's won and they're trying to several grade ones this year. You're trying and two, was disqualified. two grade ones. Yeah, that's that's more than zero. That's, that is pr- that's, that's more a than couple. one. That's several. Several would be three. I'm gonna go with several because he won the derby. <laughs> he uh, he did not win the derby. Let's because I had a ticket that said maximum security to win the derby and I was not able to cash it. That is true. I had the same ticket. Although I did, I think I might have gotten refunded, but. Um, uh, <laughs> It was the weirdest online choice ever. It was strange. It was strange. Right. We're not wrong, but we're going to refund <laughs> you. Only if you bet on our app. Yeah. Um, did win the Haskell. I mean, we'll put that out there. Did beat Spun Run in the Haskell, and Spun Run did turn around and beat Omaha Beach. To, and, you know, to be fair about how we're, you know, judging and looking at all this stuff. But if Maximum Security goes in the Cigar Mile, which does seem to be a really good distance for Maximum Security, is that, that mile. Um, if he like, loses, because he goes to the front, right? I mean, and so 
Sure. If you go to the front, you don't have to finish that last quarter mile. Right. It gives those stalkers less chance, less opportunity to come you catch you. You don't trip any horses and whatever else. So He's actually never done that. That's interesting. He's never tripped a horse. That's yeah, true. That's interesting. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Roadster's in this ball harbor. Okay. Yep. Uh, it is a nice field for it's, it's a decent how field. bad this three-year-old crop is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, if he loses this, let's say he misses the board. Wow. Okay. Let's say he just puts in a clunker. Okay. Does that open up the conversation for three-year-old male horse of the year? Well, yeah. Who wins in that scenario? Who wins? The, who wins that race in that scenario? Who wins the this cigar mile race? Yeah, it's like a Tacitus Spun, win. I think Spun to Run wins it. Then he's three-year-old of the year. I, and I don't disagree with that. You would almost have to by default because he won a Breeders' Cup race. He won the beat Omaha Beach in the Breeders' Cup race, and then just because Mike Smith's terrible, but yes, sure, but it's still won. I mean, he's still right, won. of course. But yeah. then, then you come back and he wins the cigar mile with that field. Against all of the other three-year-olds that are worth a damn, then yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's that say can move them up. let's say um, Tacitus is actually not on this list, but I think Tacitus is, is still potential for this race. I mean, we're looking at they've it. said he's running as a four-year-old, so I mean, yeah. he's we're looking at it. I would run him in the Clark. I think that's a better distance for him. It very well could, but be. they like to keep him in New York. I think, yes. So, yeah. Um, let's just say, and I, you know what? And honestly, like, do you want to go against Tom's Daytot and all those horses? You know that. Crafty veteran horses in the Clark. If I own Tacitus, I do only because he's a closer, and a mile's not going to give you as much time to close. Uh, that's true. And I don't really know Aqueduct very well. Is that a mile track? I am not sure. I'll try to pull that up right now. But you know, with Churchill Downs, you're going to get the full two turns, and Tacitus seems to be a horse. If he could ever get a decent trip, my goodness, he gets stuck every freaking time. Um, you know, he he could. You know, possibly come up at a place like Churchill Downs, where he ran well in the Derby, right? Mm-hmm. And and that is worth noting because he's a Wood winner, Wood Memorial Race uh, prize for the Derby winner, and historically the last generation or so of horses that hasn't meant much um, as far as um, as far as horses translating to winning the Derby, and so um, it appears you know that he overcame that, and so if he's running well here. The actual dirt track at Aqueduct, by the way, is one and an eighth mile, so they don't even run the full track. Um, do you know where Aqueduct is? It's in New York. Where in New York? Aqueduct, New York. It is in Queens. It's in Queens? Does that catch you completely? It's in South Ozone Park in Queens. Well, I've been I've been to Queens a couple times. I know, but look, it's I mean, I'm showing you, I'm showing Mike the map here. It's like wow, it's out on the island, man. How close to like where they play the U.S. Open and stuff? How close? It's got to be in that is? same. Yeah, it's um. And Shea. It's close to South Jamaica. I guess it's not Shea Stadium anymore. I don't know city city park. What is it now? I don't know. Shea Stadium. Let's is, just call it Shea Stadium. It's City Field. City Field. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know, but um, that's wild, man. I can't believe it's out in the Queens. I would never have gotten that. I don't know why I thought it was out in the country a little bit, but um, because. They love Saratoga and Belmont, and it's not in New York City. And usually, New Yorkers like the things that are in in the one of the five boroughs. Well, Aqueduct, yeah, that makes it much more accessible if you live in New York City, then, right? Because going all the way out to Belmont can be a pain. What kind of out. shady stuff goes on at Aqueduct? If it's can't like, even imagine. I mean, it's got to be. Yeah, can't even imagine. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be real. <laughs> it's a straight shot from Hoboken. Let's just say that. And so, um, so maybe that track does work out for him. It it, it still is two turns, you know, whatever. But um, if it's Scar Mile, I wonder if it is a one turn race. And I definitely wouldn't run Tacitus, Tacitus there. In that. It doesn't matter. Spunderum wins it. 
would you say Splendor Run is going to be your three-old of the year? Is he in the conversation? There's a massive conversation about it. And what's going to happen, Mike, is you're going to have a split amongst voters who don't care that maximum security came 17th in the Derby. To them, he was the best horse that day. And they're going to vote for him. And then you're going to have the other half that say, no, no, he was DQ'd. That doesn't count like you feel. And we'll go with a horse like Splendor Run. And it's interesting, too, because to me, like, Splendor Run is a horse that's just kind of figured out what his distance is. They kept on trying to stretch him out a little bit further than he was really wanting it to go. Right. So, in the, in the, and it was a late bloomer as well. Did not um, finish third in the Haskell. Yep. Turned around and won the Smarty Jones um, at Prax uh, at the mile and 16. Mm-hmm. Then tried to go back out to a mile and eighth in the Pennsylvania Derby. Finished fifth behind Math Wizard and yeah, Mr. Money and War Will. Did not have a good run that day. Goes back in that mile. <clears throat> Picked uh picked by a very smart handicapper to win the the Breeders' Cup mile, uh, Breeders' Cup dirt mile because the Breeders' Cup miles on turf, right. uh, and Splendor Run did win and beat Omaha Beach, um, much to the chagrin of the terrible ride by Mike Smith on Omaha Beach. So uh, I like, let's say Splendor Run misses, uh, and and we we get like a we get a crazy finish in that in the cigar mile. At that point, if we get a if we get a long shot that wins a cigar mile, is that race just thrown out and they just give it to Maximum Security anyway? Probably. You got to remember too, Maximum Security ran the fourth best stakes time ever in the Haskell this year. Um, only three horses ever ahead of him. And the for the Haskell for the Haskell and Rachel Alexander is one of the horses. That's pretty fast. That's really fast, right? So, um, and so, I I know you're not impressed by the Haskell, but you can't in the same breath say the cigar mile matters with these this group of three year olds and the Haskell doesn't with this group of three year olds. The Haskell matters. The Haskell's a big race. Okay. I'm not I'm never gonna I'm not gonna say it's not, but it, it was not the best Haskell field. And it's not the best cigar mile. Because it's not a got three year old. It's not a, the best yeah. Uh, and so you're right. Let's say that we get something kinda off the wall. Let's say a roadster wins. That's way off the wall, yeah. Okay. Respectable horse probably could go off like Ten to one, twelve to one. Oh, Roadster would be way better, than, way lower than that. Six Eight to one, six to one. Okay, six to one. Yeah. Roadster wins. Roadster hasn't won a race since the Santa Anita Derby. Right. And does but, that open up the door for Omaha Beach to be three year old? No. You don't see a scenario where Omaha I Beach don't. is the three year old horse of the year. I don't. And and the reason is because of what I just mentioned is, I think a certain number of voters think of maximum security as the horse that came across first at the Kentucky Derby and they will never get over that. Would you if you did an overall three year old horse of the year, male or female, would you put females ahead of maximum security? So the question the answer isn't just yes. The answer is how many, right? Because the answer is yes. Um and so Kefefi's obviously had a better year than any of the male three year old horses. Right. Right? I, I, mean, I think so. Okay. Um how about um, Sister Charlie. Sister Charlie's four, though, isn't she? Is she four? Let me look. Let's just let's get this. She uh, is four. You're right. Yeah. Yep. No, she's five. She's five. Okay, there you go. Okay. Um, I know uh, you like them young. Who else um, is in that group, though? Da, 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 well, Serengeti Empress. Serengeti Empress. That's a great example. Um, did Serengeti Empress have a better year than Maximum Security? Whew. Oaks is a massive win. It, it's a huge it's a win. massive win. But the 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 win in the uh, hmm. 
Did she have another win to get excited about? Yeah, um, and I'm trying to. Didn't she? Uh, did she win? She didn't win the acorn, or she dropped the acorn. She won. She did not win the acorn. She did not win the acorn. She came in second to uh, Guarana. Yeah. She came in second to Kofefe in the test, which is no. You know. Right. She threw her clunker in the cotillion, which is what she does, and then she came in third in the distaff, behind two freaking amazing horses and blue prize and midnight bee suit yep. and looked really really freaking good totally agree she won the rachel alexander before the derby um is that third in the distaff as good a run as winning the haskell this year with how good the field with this field is? with this field that's yes. what i'm getting at yes okay that's that's i mean we're really picking nits here so i mean the, the point is the po- there's a possibility that there's multiple three-year-old Phillies that have had a better year than maximum security, right? Would you put Gorana in that club? No. Why? Gorana's got two grade one wins and came in second and a third grade one. Didn't run in the BC. Okay. Um, didn't run in the Oaks. I think she. If you're going to dog maximum security for avoiding people, then you got to dog Gorana for it. She. Okay. Okay. Because maximum security ran in the same number of G. That acorn field was pretty freaking solid. Absolutely. So Yeah, absolutely. A bunch of a bunch of horses go to the Oaks, don't go to the Black Eyed Susan because the Black Eyed Susan is a great two. And it's a, it's like a two hundred fifty thousand dollar race. Right. So it's Well a, and then the, why do it on there's no reason for them to do it on the short turnaround. I mean that's there's no No one thinks that the Philly triple crown is a thing. Right. If you have a great Philly, you go to the Preakness. Right. Period. Right? Yeah. Look at Rachel. Yes. You just you, know, you talked about it earlier. That's the turnaround you do. Yep. So we're going to go two female horses better than any of the male horses? But Kofefe's I think Kofefe's down the three-year-old filly. Uh, the three-year-old year. horse of the year. Yes. Period. Yes. And then I think it's I think it's 2A, 2B with Maximum Security and Serengeti Empress. Okay. Unless Spunder Run wins. And then he jumps up. Or if Maximum Security wins, I think he solidifies himself as a second place. I could I could get on board with that, and so, but I do think Kofefe's year has been better. She's been incredible, and she won a Breeders' Cup been, race. She's been awesome. And she won a Breeders' Cup race. So yeah, yeah. She won the main sprint on on Preakness Day. She wins at the Breeders' Cup. You know, no, no. She had a, she had a tremendous summer. So yeah, absolutely. she's been she's been fantastic. Uh, there's the there's, only oh you know what what's that? Do you know who the, who's a three year old this year? Who? Concrete Rose. Now that's interesting. So, Concrete Rose had a better year than Maximum Security. I am almost sure of it. And so, it looks like you're looking it up right now. But um, I am looking it up right now. <laughs> Three-year-old filly. Ridden by Julian Napero. Uh, Saratoga Oaks winner. Yep. Grade 1 Belmont Oaks winner. Yep. Uh, that's the only grade 1, though, is that Belmont Oaks. The she Edgewood won- and the Florida Oaks are the other two wins there. She won here in what? Oh, was that a Breeders' Cup last year? No, it was. It was. Uh, what was it called? What's that? The race here was the Edgewood. The Edgewood. Okay. Yeah, grade on, two. It was a grade three. Oh, okay. But she so beat she newspaper of record. She did beat newspaper of record. I mean, and that was supposed to be the horse, right? And well, and, we've seen those are supposed to be the horse. Fine, but and then it's not the horse because newspaper record uh, has not won a race in 2019. Wow. So. What um has lost the concrete rose twice in KBR Park. Uh Park's really nice one. So So what what were He's actually kind of becoming the unofficial three year old of this show, right? Yeah. KBR sure. Park. All right. What was the so what were her stats again for Concrete Rose? Concrete Rose won had one grade one yep. win. 
Uh, but in 2019, went in the gate four times, won four times. One grade one, two grade threes, and one ungraded stakes. Interesting. Okay. So lightly raced. Yes. So I, I'd have trouble giving it to Concrete Rose. Got it. Okay. She was. I put her ahead of Serengeti Empress for her three over the year, though. The Belmont Oaks win for you is enough to do that? Yeah. It's a big deal. Okay. That's a big deal. And it, and I think that's some of the bias of seeing her, and I picked her against newspaper record on the radio. So that, I, that's what it comes down to. I think <laughs> we both won money on that race. Um, I'm pretty confident we both won. But I race. think if you told me Serengeti Empress had a better year than Concrete Rose, that might be okay. But, you know, it's uh, it's mostly because I think we don't think of – Phillies on the turf is being important unless they're enable or, you know, uni or someone like really, really way up there. And so and I, and I will say this about concrete rows, because this is going to be my major argument for bricks and mortar, which I don't think there is an argument for bricks and mortar being the overall horse of the year. But there is or isn't there. I think bricks and mortar is no doubt about it. The overall horse Got of the it. year. Concrete rows won those four races on four different tracks at three different distances. That's pretty solid. What do you think about the journeyman? You just took a big swig. It's pretty good. Yeah. That's made in Michigan. Yeah, there's not a lot of good things that come out of Michigan. I know. Wow. But that is that does come. That's out some of solid third world whiskey, man. <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> third world whiskey. <laughs> oh, three oaks, three oaks. Sorry, three oaks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, but Concrete Rose is in that group, um, of horses that, but uh, of the top five horses this year at three. Concrete Rose in top five, right? Kofefi, yeah, Concrete yeah. Rose, Serengeti Empress, Maximum Security, Spun to Run, right? Unless you put Omaha Beach in there, I would say yes. Or and, Country House. And it's not his fault. He just was injured. He was injured. Uh, you know, I I go back and forth. I think the chance, the win over Chancelot looked really good at the time. And I think looking when you look back at it, the win over Chancelot is not as good. Like three hours ago, you told me it was awesome. Well, but I also told you, it's like, okay, <laughs> looking at what Chancelot's really done this year, Chancelot has yeah. right. not kind of – He's a nice horse for sure. He's a nice horse, yes. But he's not in the group that we're talking about. Right. No, it makes sense. Makes sense. So we just did the three-year-olds. We Are we going to talk about two-year-olds? I don't have anything written down for two-year-olds. I mean, the British Indian is going to get the two-year-old filly and mare. Yep. And I would assume four-wheel drive is going to get the two-year-old. Male horse of the year because of the Pharaoh connection. Yeah, yeah, and and it'll be interesting to see really what happens with that horse going forward. Sure, if they try him out on the dirt, if they think about a triple crown, um, you know, push if they if they say, hey, let's try a prep race here or there, and let's just see what happens. And if it doesn't work, go back to the turf. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. what do you have to lose, right? Always have that option. Sure. And it, how freaking crazy would it be? It's it's freaking nuts. In the first place, I think that Pharaoh's first crop has a Breeders' Cup winner. Right. That's ridiculous, yes. And the fact that he his first crop could also potentially have a derby starter. That would be insane. For that sure. is nuts. Um, and I don't think it's completely out of the question. I mean, a, mainly because he's he's been with every mayor out there. That's true. I mean, that guy gets around. Yeah. I saw him in my backyard the other day. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> um, all right. So... Going back to the three-year-olds just real quickly, do we agree it's Kofefi, Serengeti Empress, Concrete Rose, top three female horses, three-year-olds? I got no problem with that. Okay. Male horses. I don't, so, I don't like any of them. I mean. Where does Country House fit? Country House isn't even on the register. Why? He won the derby. He won one race. 
and it would he didn't really win the race. I, I want you to say out loud that there was no Derby winner. There this was year. no Derby winner this year. Thank you. I just wanted you to say that. All right. All right. Well, let's take a break. I want to come back and I want to talk about the moment of the year because okay, you know what? Actually, let's do this. Bricks and mortar, horse of the year. Bricks and mortar, no doubt about it, horse of the year. Okay. Does Matoli get a lifetime achievement award for having just a terrific year? Uh, and we're so sorry that Bricks and Mortar ran this year. Yeah, I mean Matoli deserves to be the second place and deserves to be the who one. had a better year, Matoli or Midnight Bizu? Should we come back and talk about that? Yeah, but I would go with Matoli on that. Okay, we agree on that. Okay. Yeah. Right. But that, did you think we wouldn't agree with that? I thought you might go with Midnight Bizu. Um, Midnight Bizu's had an incredible year. She's awesome. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. But you know, Matoli, Matoli's had one hiccup this year. If Midnight Bizu wins the Distaff, it's a different conversation, right? Correct. Okay. Right. But four Grade One wins for Midnight B for Matoli, uh, and just you know, and maybe Midnight Bisu proves us completely wrong and goes and runs against the boys in the Saudi Cup. Yeah, because we know the girls are just as good as the boys right now in horse racing. Correct. And that would be uh, that would be pretty freaking. And that's amazing. not eye test. That's empirical. Period. Yeah, I mean, look the how the girls have. Yeah, the girls have. Kefefi's numbers are as good as any sprint horse in the world. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I mean, For example, there's no question about it. So, uh, Bizu was really, really strong, and really the only hiccup she had was coming in second in the Breeders' Cup Distaff. I mean, she's she's been she was great outside of that, yep. but uh, she's no uh, no question about it. We might be able to sprint through some of these actually. So hang on. Okay, she's for sure the older uh, dirt filly. Perfect, older dirt male Matoli, right? Old yes. Okay. Champion sprint horse. Is it Matoli or Kefefi? Are we so we're putting the sexes together? American champion sprint horse, and there's an American female sprint horse. Here's what they're going to do, and it's a total cop out. They're going to put Matoli as the as the male, Kefefi as the female. Yeah, and they should have a legitimate conversation about whether the which one of those is better. The answer is Matoli. It's okay that it is, but <laughs> but it's a conversation that they should have because she's unbelievable. I'd like to see them race. Absolutely, I know he's going to stud, but yeah. like, I, but still, like that. Would Maybe be they race, race, and at the end, they get it on, and then. That's a really important thing to do. And then, um, I mean, I'm, how awesome would that be? I'd buy that baby if I had the money. Yeah. Um, American champion male turf horse. We have bricks and mortar and everyone else, right? Yes. And then, American champion female turf horse. Do you have a favorite? Mm. Is it Sister Charlie? I would have really liked to have seen Sister Charlie race better in the Breeders' Cup. I think there's a conversation to be had there. Um, all right, how about that, this? Ones here, that we can fly through, sorry. All right, but the only thing I want to say about that about that crop is that there's a really uh, – you know how in baseball you have – Sister Charlie's the number one starter. I don't know right. if anyone else in that is – everyone else in that field is a really nice number two starter for right. a team. Right. So I think you probably do give to Sister Charlie. Outstanding jockeys, Irad, it's done, right? Yeah, Irad's done. Chad Brown's done. Okay, Chad Brown, I agree. That's what I wrote down for for trainer. Do you have anyone for apprentice jockey? I don't even know who what the qualification is for Got apprentice it. Okay, jockey. so don't worry about that. So it's like Ricardo Santana an apprentice jockey? He's still? not. I just want to be on record. I think Declan Carroll was the apprentice jockey of the year. Is uh Abel Cedillo? No, he's too old. Um he's too he's too he's too many months. Well then um, he might Declan might be the only apprentice jockey I've even ever heard of. Well there you go. That that's probably good evidence that he's the apprentice jockey of the year. Is that and do you is And that's results based for Yeah. Me. Yeah. He's running really well. What is, what is it, do you know what the criteria are to be a apprentice jockey? I'll be honest, I don't. I, I mean, just NASCAR, know who... they got to wear the yellow stripe on the car. Is that true? The rookie race car drivers in the, in the Sprint Cup wear yellow, have a yellow stripe on the car, yeah. 
man, there's a World War II joke there. Anyway, so um, uh, the I just know who they tell me are apprentice jockeys, and Declan Carroll's having the best year of them. Um, he said several wins this week, in fact. Um, but anyways, when we come back, because we're going to go to break I want this. Michael. You want to tell me the – now what, we're talking about the moment of the year? That's what we're going to talk about. I have three of them. And okay. I want you to tell me what the moment of the year. And is. I don't really. So I'm going to take your three and tell you which one I thought was the best. I think it's totally fair. I because I have no idea really where you're going with this. Awesome. <laughs> that makes you so happy. All right. It's going to make for good radio. It will. We'll be right back. I'm going to pour myself a drink. This is the horse racing happy hour. All right, we are back. This is the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Hey, now. The 2019 recap show. This is Mike Andolfo and Louis Rebeau. And Louis, you have We're gonna the straight steeplechase. We've got to drive straight into these outstanding steeplechase horses. I know. Our, Do they actually get a close award for that, seriously? It is the 12th of the owner. It comes before owner, breeder, and trainer is outstanding steeplechase horses. Well, there you go. Indeed. You ever hear Larry Colmas call a uh, steeplechase race? No, have you? Quite enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, they do two laps. Would you know, can you name a steeplechase horse? Absolutely not. Okay. Do they die just like thoroughbreds do? No idea. Uh, The answer is yes, because they're horses. Yeah, horses die. (laughs) Del Mar, by the way, having a little rash of injuries, and they they usually don't have any problems. All right, so speaking of rash of injuries, (laughs) it's It's time to talk about the NTRA moment of the year at Cliffs Ward. Okay. Is there such a thing as NTRA moment of the year? That's exactly what it's called. There really is an NTRA moment of the year. So who won it? La- what won it last year? Good question. All right. Let me look that up. That would be for the 2019 awards. All right. Because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to grasp beyond like what what it what it is, right? Yeah. Because I'm guessing that what we're gonna think are the NTRA mo- moments of the year is probably things that they're not gonna nominate. <laughs> All right. So justify winning the triple crown. Okay. Well, was. congratulations. All right, so let me uh, let me jump on Wikipedia and, and pull up other. Gotta ones. have that weed, man. Get that Jimson, y'all. Get some um, Jimson. <laughs> what? You ain't got no scopolamine. <laughs> All right. Justify. Be a lot cooler. Two thousand seventeen was the response by the horse racing community to the San Luis Rey fire. Okay. Two thousand sixteen was California Chrome for his win in the two thousand sixteen Dubai World Cup. American no. Pharaoh in 2015. California Chrome winning the Dubai World Cup was the moment, moment of, the year. of the year. Holy gosh. Pharaoh winning the Triple Crown. Oh, 14 was, was California Chrome winning the Derby. 13 what happened to was, California Chrome in the Belmont? Oh, that's right. He was treated unfairly. Uh, just, I mean, ridiculous. Um, in 2013, Mucho Macho Man winning the Classic, ridden by Kathy Ritvo, who became the first woman to win a Breeders' Cup Classic, in, or trained by, excuse me, Kathy Ritvo. And ridden by 50-year-old jockey Gary and Stevens. is the reason why we have Mama's uh, Pickles and Mustard barbecue place. That's true. Oh, mm. Place is solid. They're the best chicken wings in the world, by the way. We need That's who we need to get as a sponsor right there. All right, you're wrong about that, but let's continue to talk. Who's Wait, wait, who's got better wings? Louis' hot chicken and barbecue on Papa Level Road. Uh, like you make your own? No, 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 no. Like Louis, the restaurant. I don't even know where Louis is. It has like... Is it next to Marmaduke's? No, it's in the little <laughs> strip next to the softball field right off of the water center crossing that, the big boy. That's exactly where Marmaduke's is, isn't it? Is that a bar? Yeah. That's maybe the name of the bar. Yeah. 
I've never been in there. Uh, there's it's a, a reason, nice, there's a reason a, why you shouldn't go in there. I disagree. That seems like my kind of bar. Oh, is it? <laughs> All right. Go into Marmaduke's. Do, they, in, base the, do they base the the ratings of the women on the number of teeth they have? And you're like, ooh, look, an eight. Um, just don't. We're just, we're, we'll are just do the show live for Marmaduke's. We'll I think that's a great get, idea. Let's get Marmaduke's to sponsor. Fantastic. My, my point is. It's close enough to the track. Absolutely. No, my point is. I don't. I don't go to the bar for drinking to meet women. So I go to the bars with the worst women, because you don't. Because then I will. N- I'll women. never make a mistake. Yeah. Well, I don't think you have to worry about that either. I'm really also not worried about yeah, that yeah, either. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So and, and neither is your wife. She's really not worried. So the um, <laughs> she's the least worried wife on the planet. All right. So here are my three. Until m- you lose all this weight. Three moments of the year. Okay. You ready? Yes. Um, and they are in order. Of chronology. Okay. Okay. This is actually should be an easy, it should be an easy, like, no doubt about it. Who should win if they have the the balls to nominate it? Maximum security being disqualified. Without question should be the, should be it. I have two others. Okay. I think one of them is obvious and one of them is not. Okay. So if I asked you to come up with another one that's obvious, what is it? Even if it's negative. Well, Santa Anita... Just the overall. I think it's Mongolian groom dying in the classic. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's. Well, I, I I think if I because I think it culminates that storyline. I think year. it culminates horse racing in general, and it's kind of interesting. No one, no one seems to care. I think horse racing people had that happen, and everyone's kind of shivering, thinking that this is going to be some sort of big deal, and we're just in trouble. And it got so little run. This isn't it's the general public horse racing moment of the year. I understand. This is the NTRA but moment of the year. In the same time, you've got to go off what gets the most. The the it's going to be defined by what gets the most public run. I'm not. Of course, the DQ was. The remember, DQ's bigger. Sherva told us that the DQ got eighty percent of the clicks that the last Lakers championship did. Right. Oh, that's a ridiculous That's crazy. Number. It's a ridiculous number. So if we're doing public thing, yes, it's the DQ. If we're doing our horse racing thing. I just think it's the overall Santa Anita, you know, death house. All right. You ready for the off-the-board one? Yes. Belvoir Bay wins the Breeders' Cup That's race. A, It's a great story. And then for, if we're going for a feel-good moment of the year, because it, or, it fits in with the fires that we talked about earlier, that there's no question. Feel-good moment of the year There's that's hard impossible to Impossible to answer question, and I'm going to have you answer it. Okay. What is more unlikely, a DQ at the Derby or a horse in the San Luis Rey Fire who they didn't find for two days winning a Breeders' Cup race? Uh, well, I mean, obviously we've gone a, a really long time without having a horse win and get DQ'd in the Derby. Uh, Here's why it's Belvoir Bay. Okay. When you run that many three-year-olds together on a track – when they're essentially the equivalent of a human 16-year-old. Yes. And you put them in front of 180,000 people. Correct. And it's been raining. Yes. And the track has all kinds of optical illusions on it. It was bound to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> San Luis Rey will very likely never happen again. Yeah, I mean, well, you think of all the things that have to kind of come together for that, the it, San Luis Rey thing. For the fire to happen, yeah. for them to find that horse... So really what you're coming down to is are they going to have a feel-good moment of the year or are they going to be honest and say the maximum security DQ got us the most And I want to be on record. The the maximum security DQ is a bigger story than the Belvoir Bay winning a Braves Cup race. Absolutely. Sure. And I'm sure you agree with this. It doesn't – 
it doesn't dismiss or um, lower the value of Belvoir Bay's story or her or her victory. Frankly, it's a huge race to win. But I will be very interested to see because the three biggest stories, as far as I can tell, that are the most compelling: a death in the classic, a DQ at the Derby, and then one positive one with a horse coming out of the San Luis Rey Friar. Will they go with what the biggest story is, which is the DQ? What's your sense? I think they um, will do the feel good. None of those other things were negative. I don't think they're going to have. I don't think the industry standard is going to be putting is going to be elevating a negative story. And this is where um, we had John Sherva scheduled to be on today, and he had a, a medical thing come up, and he's he's got to go do something else. I'm just totally fine. I hope John's doing all right, but um, nothing serious. But uh, yeah, everything else is Zenyatta, Zenyatta, blame Drosselmeyer, Painter. In the Haskell, by the way. <laughs> but that was because Painter. Uh, oh, like, like, let's take. How long have they been giving this thing out? Oh, since '99. Okay, so like, is eight bells? I mean, to Great me, question. like, that's the only thing I remember from that year is eight bells going down. Nope. So there's your answer. Let's see here. Voters this year mourned the passing of the last living American Triple Crown winner, Seattle Slough, 2002. That's the only negative thing I see on here. And that's not really negative because that horse lived forever. Barbaro's Recovery, 2006. Um, that's it, man. Otherwise, it's all wins and races. Including and like 99? Do you say the Charismatic. First? Charismatic would have been 99. And they might have Charismatic win the Derby. But I just remember Chris Antley jumping off, grabbing that ankle. And, and, and that's what they say here. Saving the horse's life. Yep. And um, and that charismatic who actually just passed away yeah. within the last twelve months. Yep. Um, you know, there's a there's a situation where if the jockey doesn't do what he does, that horse might might have to be euthanized. Right. But that you know, we don't care about the horses. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So I just wanted to throw those three out because to me those are the those are the stories, and I don't know if. They'll admit that the DQ is the story. I think they have to. So I'm going to go. I mean, I'm it's a, so freaking big. I'm going to pivot against you. It's so big that they it's have so to. It's so big that they have. They can't ignore it. Correct. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be Belvoir. I would wish it would be kind of cool if they put finalists out there. But I don't know if that's. It's a great idea. Well, I, mean, I don't know if they do a public vote or not because if they do a public vote, those three should go up. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you. I don't. I just, if you're going to go with a negative story, I do feel like the, um, the story of. The DQ, the Derby, is probably a bigger moment and bigger story than Mongolian Groom. It's bigger than those two put together times 10. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. No, I'm not crazy. But I just, it's kind of interesting that those are the big three stories this year, right? And because um, I'm going to do this, and I'm really sorry because it's a horse racing show. Who won the Belmont this year? I have no idea. Sir Winston, right? Sir Winston, that's right. So like, I'm ah, not, that's I'm, right. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I almost said tonal ascent. I was like, that's not right. <laughs> we talked about it the other day. day. But, like, it's not it's not your fault, man. Like, you know, like, this is the... Whatever happened to Sir Winston? The goodwill hunting of the uh, <laughs> of the horse racing years. Like, it's not your fault. Well, the Triple Crown thing just... It's not your fault. The Triple Crown this year just didn't do anything to well, even any... Well, remember, too, in, in, the, in the Preakness, the Maryland Jockeys Club couldn't catch up with the... With the riderless horse. Right. Right? I mean, what a dumpster fire of a year. <laughs> I mean, it's been unbelievable. And what's interesting is I'm standing at Pimlico, surrounded by 
semi-casual fans. One of the guys standing next to me was a really serious horse racing fan. Everyone's like, oh, isn't that cute? I hope he wins. And I'm like, no, like it's, it's so not cute. It just shows how. Because <laughs> the, same, the same thing happened on Derby Day oh. or Derby Weekend. With the and, and they had that horse off. Like, you know, yeah. they had him collected and off in yep. no time flat. It was That horse knew from training that after the race, it was his job to turn around and come back to the paddock. But instead of doing it at a normal gallop pace, he did it at a full sprint. Sir Winston listed as active, but has not raced since the Belmont Stakes. Would you race him again? Then why are you having races at active? Like, go ahead and retire him and stud him. Because I haven't sold him. Oh, maybe that's true. I mean, that is... About Sir Country w- House is listed as active. <laughs> Sir Winston wins two races. Oh, sorry, three... Uh, no, two races in his career. Um, and one of them was the Belmont Stakes, and the other one was the Display, which is a non-graded... So, did look good in the Peter Pan, though. I remember watching Sir Winston in that Peter Pan and looked really good. Let me see if Country Home. Oh, Country House. Which What is it? That's the horse racing moment of the year right there. Shout out to John Sherman. <laughs> Sherman called Shout Country out. House, Country Home. Shout out. Take me home, Country Rose. Shout out. Uh, is listed, Country House is listed as active. <laughs> yeah. No one's rest, No one's going to be uh, breeding with Country House. Correct. No one has fallen into the trap. No. You got a horse worth nothing that won the Derby, kind of. <laughs> I mean... I, I would never run Sir Winston again. I would have found a buyer last summer. Just do it. Take the money, whatever it is. Because the Belmont money's plenty. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, just a bizarre year that those are your three winners. I'd love to I do wanted, oh, I'd ahead. love to hear a poll. Is that the worst trio of triple crown winners ever? I would say yes. It's gotta be way up there. Yeah. Just way up there. Um because none of them's gonna be good as a four year old. War will he'll run. War of Will to me is a decent horse, although hasn't done. Has hit the board one time since winning the previous, yeah, and that was the Pennsylvania Derby. Yeah. Um, War of Will, you know, got a bad, you know, did run in the Classic, got a bad run there because a lot of people were trying to say that he is the reason why Mongolian Groom went down, which was to me, I cannot find any video evidence that War of Will clipped heels at all with Mongolian Groom. Yeah, there was just no angle of that. Yeah. No. Um. Let's since that kind of does go take us in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Let's talk a little bit about that Horse of the Year race because okay. there was one guy, <laughs> Mister Ron. Ron was his last name. Uh, Carol. Carol. Yeah. Is that what it was? Ron. It was something like that. It wasn't. I don't think it was Carol, but Carell. Carell. Like Steve Carell. Like from the office. C O R R E. Put Matoli sixth. That's embarrassing. Like it's embarrassing. It's literally embarrassing. So tell me who he had in front of Matoli. Okay. So I think this is him being hot takey about male and female horses. Okay. Because he has bricks and mortar first, then Vino Rosso second. Okay, so right there. How can Vino Rosso even be in the – because you win the Classic does not mean that you should be considered for Horse of the Year. Okay, considered, disagree. Um, immediately put in the top three, agree. Okay. I would think you'd have to be in the top three to be considered. So I know you get points all the way down. They they vote all the way down to 10th. But remember, Vino Rosso has a DQ in a, in a major race in the same way the maximum security does, right? Well, the only difference is that Vino Rosso, who was also the benefit of a DQ as a two, as a as a three year old, just throwing that one out there sure. too. Um, Vino Rosso's DQ was the light bump down the stretch. 
and Maximum Securities was a no doubt about it infraction. That's great. And <laughs> Fino Rosso, to me, was a little bit more of just kind of what happens with racing, uh, and I don't think impeded the progress at all of uh, in, in of Code of Honor and in the, in the Jockey Club uh, Jockey Club Gold Cup uh, at Belmont. But that was, by the way, probably one of the best races of the year was that race. So, by uh, the way, I think also worth mentioning, he has Omaha Beach 10th. He has Maximum Security 8th. Um, and Kofefi 7th. Okay. So <laughs> A spot behind Mutale. So, maybe he behind Matoli. Maybe he just doesn't so like sprinters. What, what, what do you have between Vino Rosso? And we'll and we'll come back to the his Vino third Rosso is point. is Midnight Bizu totally okay. acceptable sure sister Charlie in fourth okay a little bit of a hot take but not the end of the world no Uni in fifth that's a touch of a hot take yeah but only because Matoli's in sixth right if you have Uni in fifth ahead of say sister Charlie or you know Rosso or something like that that's fine but I think you have to have in your top four some combination of bricks and mortar Matoli and Midnight Bizu. We did. We kind of talked about Sister Charlie being the tur- the female turf horse right. of the year. The uni uni we could get some run for that. I agree. Um, uni probably actually might even have done and en- might have done enough to take that. Uni is exactly six eclipse points behind Sister Charlie, <laughs> so they are right there. Yeah, neck neck. I mean they're right there. So don't think that people don't agree with you because they do. Yeah. Um, Ron is one of the very few people on this list. I think there are five. That had Vino Rosso in the second place. And they include Ed DeRosa, who's won for 28 in his last 28 picks at Churchill Downs. Shout out. Because um, remember what we talked about with Bob Baffert. Not winning. Your girl, Jill Byrne, had Matoli first, by the way. You like Jill? Yeah. yeah. Quite a bit. <laughs> she's going to be uncomfortable <laughs> next time you're running. Yeah, she's crushing, though. Um, <laughs> Lexington next year. We'll see her. Four, four stars for uni this year. Wins three times. I don't know if she raced enough. Well, that's okay. the argument, right? Because, well, but she, she, you know, she came in. Sister third. Charlie only ran four times this okay. year. Okay, all right. <laughs> and they have exactly the same record: three firsts and a, and a third. All right. How? And Sister Charlie was all grade ones. Probably. Do you have that up or not? I don't. Let me pull that up. Uni has two grade one wins, including a Breeders' Cup race. Uh, came in third in another one in the four star Dave, um, which got Stormy one, and then won a ungraded stakes at Belmont. <clears throat> Um, so, so Sister Charlie, regardless, but a fun back I and forth, but like only I five cannot, people have Vino Rosso in second place. I cannot put, sense. I could put Uni and Sister Charlie ahead of Vino Rosso, but I could not put them ahead of Matoli. Okay. Would you have Vino Bisu ahead of Vino Rosso? Yes. No, no question on that one, by the way. Okay. Would you have McKenzie... Sister Charlie did run in all grade one, so I'm going to give the nod probably to Sister Charlie Okay. overall. Yeah. Got it. But the Breeders' Cup turf win is the most impressive win you can get, right? Because all the she, best turf horses. You need to be boys. And all the best turf horses ship, ship even from Europe for yeah. Breeders' Cup, right? That's the yeah. point. And, so, and that's not wrong either. I mean, Uni, Uni and got Stormy. The, the girls showing out in that race. I mean, the yeah. dirt thing is really just an American thing, right? Yeah. And the turf thing is a worldwide thing, right? So you, you get really great horses in all of those fields. And so 
Uni winning a Breeders' Cup race is a huge deal. Marty McGee I, I has be, Uni as his fourth best horse. I won't be show. shocked, by the way, if Uni wins that that older female turf horse. You know, I mean, she definitely. Oh, sure. It. Yeah, I I would just probably lean towards Sister Charlie. Yeah. Um. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a horse out, and you're gonna tell me. Can we go back to? Are we gonna talk about Vino Rosa? Or are we gonna? What are we doing? I'm gonna do that right now. Okay, go but ahead. I'm gonna talk about him in context of all other horses. Are we doing like the uh, like blind resume for the ancillary tournament kind of thing? Is like a little different. Okay. So we're gonna do basement and ceiling. Okay. Okay. So you're gonna tell me what the best ranking was and the worst ranking was for every horse I tell you. Oh, God. out of ten. For we're gonna do like four of them. Okay. Bricks, the, bricks and mortar, best ranking, worst ranking. Well, best is one, worst has got to be two. Correct. Because no, no one had him below two. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's telling. That's when you know you're the horse of the year, yeah. right? <laughs> and only two people had him not number one, if I correct. remember correct. So a guy from Blood Horse and Jill Byrne. But Jill knows her stuff. Jill does. And I and, uh, and, and Matoli had a year where you could make the argument, right? Yeah. And if you really do believe the Met Mile field was the best field of the year, and he won that race, and he was clearly the best horse, then he, there's an argument. But it was – Briggs and Morgan was unbelievable. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Matoli. Uh, his best was first. Correct. By two people. And his worst was six with by our boy Ron. Six was it. Yep. Okay. And a, very few people had him outside of the, the two hole. It, it was No one even had him in five. Yeah. it was. There was a couple <laughs> people had him third, but no one had him. Yeah. A couple people had Bisu, I think, ahead of him, but that yeah. was it. No one even had him fourth. I mean, that's why it's such a hot yeah. take. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. A couple of people had him third, and they were generally people that voted him behind Vino Rosso for second. Let's go Midnight Bizu. Where do you think she fell? I'm trying to remember. Best and worst. I don't think anyone had her second, so I think third's her best. Okay. And I'm going to say no one had her past fifth. Midnight Bizu got a seventh place vote. Okay. That person needs to go be euthanized. That's the stupidest. Okay. You ready for this guy's rankings? Yeah. What's the, what's the dude's name? First Nick though? D'Agostino. He's one of your people. <laughs> what do you mean by my people? You huh? know what I mean. And, um,. He sweats a little too much. He likes pasta. All Does right, he so smell like cheap cologne. <laughs> he knows where New Jersey is. The um, bricks and mortar, Matoli. You ready for the hottest of hot takes? Yeah. Maximum security. Ready for his fourth place? This might be hotter. Omaha Beach. Code of honor. Oh my gosh. Fifth place, spun to run. Does this guy not think that girls should be able to vote? Sixth place, <laughs> Uni. Seventh place, Midnight Bizu. Eighth place, Sister Charlie. Ninth place, Elate, and tenth place, McKenzie. Got the McKenzie one, right? That is the hottest of hot takes right there. Is freaking Midnight Bizu in the seven behind Spunder Run, Code of Honor, and Maximum Security. That's embarrassing. <laughs> That's embarrassing, man. <laughs> Can you imagine living in that world? No, I mean, again. You know, I, <laughs> that guy makes money on horse racing. That guy yeah. makes money because horse racing exists. He's got a seven. That's disgusting. All right. Do you like this game or not? I do. Okay. All right. So last one we'll do is Vino Rosa. Vino Rosa. Uh, I'm going to say someone had him as high as two. Okay. Oh, by the way, someone did have Midnight Bees in second place. I forgot to okay. say that. Who was One that? person. Her name is Ellen Parker. Ellen Parker. And and it's not because it's a woman. She has a very strange ranking. Um, She has maximum security fourth, Vino Rosa fifth, sister Charlie sixth, Perfecti seventh. Maximum love, huh? A lot of people disagree with you, apparently. I, I had no idea. So. I had no idea. Because I was told over and over again how wrong I was about that opinion. All right. So By let's, who, me? 
A lot of people. Uh-huh. Every single person I've talked to in horse racing. Okay. So uh, Vino Rosso. We're so. doing Vino. Ro- no, we just did Vino Rosso. No, we're doing Vino Rosso right now. So Vino Rosso is as high as second, and as low as seventh. Okay, fifth is the lowest. Yes. Okay. Everyone's got him top five. I, just I don't see it, man. Isn't that incredible? So people really value the classic, right? It's clearly what it is. I want to know how this Nick dude gets a freaking vote in this because he's not even a member of the National Turf Riders and Broadcasters. Like this, I want to find out who this guy <laughs> is and, and maybe whack him. I might want to whack him. He might be a track announcer or something. He could be a track announcer. I've never heard of this dude. Have you ever heard of him? No. All right, so here's my take on Vino Rosso. Here we go. Who's one of your people, too? <laughs> yes, Rapoli. <laughs> Rapoli's definitely one of my people. Um, I love Rapoli. You get Matoli, though, in that group. I That's think awesome. Rapoli's great for horse racing, I mean, for sure. So, uh, Vino Rosso, three wins. Okay. He's got an ungraded stakes win in Aqueduct to start the year. Uh-huh. Outside of that, he's only won at a quarter of a mile at, at Santa Anita. That's it. He, every He's won two races, two grade ones at a quarter of a mile at Santa Anita. He has done. That's Nicky D right there. Dude, what website do you put like a poster? He works for PassTheWire.com. All right. Shockingly, he grew up in New York. He's passing something else. Good Uh, Lord. Misses the board. On a in a in a in the Carter handicap, enjoys handicapping contests, deep sea fishing, poker, and trips to Las Vegas. Doctor Derby has a cousin in New York. That's what we just learned. <laughs> oh, keep going. I'm sorry. I mean, oh. I I just I don't I don't How do you I don't vote, think dog? he did enough outside of Santa Anita oh. to get considered for Horse of the Year. That's I just all he did was win the Breeders' Cup Classic in a time that was so slow. Right. You could have you could have timed it with a calendar. I just uh, I, it's I don't see it. I mm. just do do not see how you can take a horse. When we're talking about horses like Matoli, who had one hiccup and came in third all year long against much better fields than what Vino Rosso was running against, right? That's a good question. Yep. I mean, Vino Rosso lost to World of Trouble, Trouble Skyliner, Skyler's Scam, uh, Scramjet, and. <laughs> Honor up this year. Honor up. Do you know who Skylar Scramjet is? You no, ever heard of that horse? No, let's do it. There's a reason you've never heard of that horse. Because that horse is terrible. So, well, I mean, he, no, I can't say terrible. He's running great ones races. You can't be terrible and run great ones. But I guess if you have enough money, you can't be. Like Instagram. <laughs> so let's <laughs> let's we can we can actually take our break right here, and then we can kind of parlay this into. What is it called with the like the anti Oscars? Like you had the Oscars, and then they had like the ones for the worst. Actor. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Yeah. Right. So, um, should we should we come back and come and say who our most disappointing three year old was, and our most disappointing jockey performance, and our mis- most disappointing trainer? Even though I've been doing that for weeks, yes, let's do it. <laughs> okay, so we'll be right back. This is the 2019 Horse Racing Recap Show on the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Let's begin now. I woke up right. this morning. Oh, I was turning down the wrong mic. All right, here we go. We're, <laughs> by, we're back here on the final segment of 2019 for the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Is that, is that right, by the way? Who with what? Is it the final segment of the 2019 for the final Horse Final segment, y'all. All right. We're not coming back in November at all. November, no. 
No. All right. Well, we come back for the Pegasus. Like I, a I special think, show? I think we'll do a special Pegasus show, and then we preview my trip to New Orleans. New Orleans. Um, by the way, in February. Yeah, right Pegasus before. Cup might be the last year for the Pegasus Cup, so we'll see. Actually, we might be able to do those together because I'm going Valentine's Day weekend. Nah, it's, it's two it's weeks. It's the weekend before? Uh, it's two weeks, isn't it? It's the first week in February. Okay. So, all right. it all depends if you're going before Valentine's Day or after Valentine's Day, I guess. I'm there during Valentine's Day. Oh, so I wonder what day the Pegasus Cup is. Then. Oh, it might be on the first then, February 1st. Could be. And then I'm going to the Risen Star on the 15th. Okay. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. I, I haven't, I've never been to a derby prep. Never. I have used to go to the Florida Derby all the time. Is it awesome? Um, I like Gulfstream. And this is, I do, too. This is old Gulfstream before they kind of did the renovations. Yeah. And um, I like – I loved – I went to a Breeders' Cup there. I, I used to uh, – we had a place, a family – our family house not far from there, and, and it kind of coincided with spring break enough. Yeah, right. Okay. So we would go down for the Florida Derby, and I and I couldn't even tell you. Um, it would have been the late 90s. Got it. Okay. Um, to go, it would have been my Yeah, that would have been way break. before the renovations are now. Yeah. Now. Right. Okay. So it, it was – but it was it was good. And I think um, – Renaming Calder Gulfstream Park West, stupid or really stupid? Um, the interesting story behind all that is I'm assuming that means the Stronger Group owns them. Yep. Churchill bought Calder. You know that? Yeah. And had one of my clients um, relocated down there mm. to basically learn the casino business. Mm. Shout out to Fredo Corleone. Shout out. Um, Guy named Fredo Corleone is in the gambling business? Weird. No, Fredo. <laughs> Weird. You don't remember that part from The Godfather when they, they're moving Fredo out to I, the. I know, I'm just okay, I yeah, just, I'm just, all right. Well, then that was, you know, you, you played dumb really well. Um, you got a winner there, Kristen. Um, Shout out. <laughs> So, f- so they moved Fredo down the Corley- to uh, to Cal- to Calder. Yep. Basically, they were pretty they were pretty sure that they needed someone with training so that when we flipped the switch here in Kentucky, thirty five years later, <laughs> that would have been ready to go. And that Churchill gave up on it and sold it to the Stronger Group. So there yep. we go. Yep. Um, a little inside baseball on that. So, but I do think that the Pegasus Cup's in trouble. Yeah, I, I agree with I, you. I really do. I think yep. the Saudi Cup. I don't think uh, I don't think they're going to be able to compete. Um, it's kind of like, hey, we like your idea. We're gonna do it better, and this way you can ship your horses over here and, and leave them there for the Dubai. And there's not a million dollar entry fee. Yeah, I mean, so yep. um, you're gonna get. I don't think you're gonna get horses who really truly run both. You're gonna get horses who um, end up making the choice, and so it'll it'll be interesting to see who buys that million dollar entry this year. Right. So yeah, might get a fair number of fillies. And what you know, what's going to be good for though? It'll be good for that Pegasus turf race. Turf is going to be awesome. That, per, yep. that Pegasus turf race might actually become the, the thing. Might be the uh, it might be the feature there. Yeah, and and the Philly race. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, but like if you're, you know, if you don't have to pay a million dollar entry fee and you're going to go to, if you're going to go to Dubai anyway. Right. Might as well go to Saudi a, a little bit earlier. There you go. So yeah, we'll do. We'll figure it out. We got a lot of things to figure out. All right. Before we get on to our version of the Razzies, which is the Golden Raspberry Awards for the the, the Oscars, which I'm not even sure what we're going to call these, um, the steaming pile or or whatever else. What's um, a what's a what's a a liquor that both of us don't like? Jägermeister. There you go. These are the Jäger Awards. <laughs> uh, shout out to Jäger if they want to sponsor. Shout out, <laughs> especially if they want to sponsor <laughs> these awards, right? 
great. Um, oh. I'm, you know, one of the things that we could throw on the table right now for because this is how I look at it. Weight loss is a long race. It is a marathon, not a sprint. Okay. So it is a mile and a quarter. It is. It is and you don't, bricks and mortar, not kafefe. You don't really kind of concern yourself with where the competition is until you hit the top of the stretch. Right. So a weight, a weight loss challenge has been thrown out. By me. And we could basically get an idea of where we are at the start of the stretch of the uh, – December know. 1 is a Sunday this year. It is the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So that's the, that's the start date? I think that's the start date. And I'm not going to pretend that my trip to my sister's wedding that weekend before is going to be any kind of good for me. We're both big guys. We are. You know what you weigh right now? I do. Okay. Are you going to – would you be – I am not going to tell the public that. I don't know what I weigh right now, but I have an idea, which means in my idea is probably low. Probably. Right. So um, so the the question would be, do we, we publicize a weight on December 1, and then do we do on, on pounds? I don't, we might be close enough where we can do on pounds, but I can carry more weight than you because I'm taller. I think it's on percentage. So we go percentage. I think it's percentage purely. And then, um, but I bet we're not that far off. Probably not. And then... Um, and then we get it down to see where we're at when we come back to start doing the show. And then, but it's who's the lightest on Derby Day? I think that's a fair thing to do. I don't know if it's fair or not because I do Derby Festival stuff, and I'm going to be down on that chow wagon. I'm going to be doing all the other stuff. It gives you six months. Now <sighs> yeah, I'm planning. Right. On, I'm planning on jumping on a program that's a four month program starting December first. Okay. And so when we're the show gets really heavy again, haha, um, or lighter. <laughs> but when it starts to pick up again. When we're getting deep in derby preps, you're gonna be losing, you're uh, losing those the other supports. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, I'm gonna have surgery and have most of my taken away. So it's right. <laughs> it's a good idea. Yeah. The um, yeah, I'm just gonna. I lost. I got down. So I was 305 was my heaviest. Okay. Last year I got down to 245. Right. And I I rest in peace, John Asher. Uh, you know him and I would go back and forth, and he would talk to me about my my weight and he remembers me i think when i was skinny when i was in college and sure. and um and you know he he would do this yo-yo thing and i and i 100 percent think the yo-yo thing is ultimately what killed him oh almost certainly and you know it's not it's it's you can't just keep going up and down and bottom line is like it's let's get to the point where you're gonna have it off and keep it off and um i thought i've made some really and I have made, made some serious strides because I'm able to catch myself with what I'm doing wrong a lot easier. Right. Um, and then I'm, but I'm just allowing. It's the choice of not of uh, allowing your circumstances of your day to right. con, to control that. It's it's not controlling the eating in your life. Right. right. So. Right. Um, so anyway, that's I'm I'm probably willing to take that on. We got to figure out what the bet's going to be. Yep. And we'll start December first. Yep. And that's the the lightest at the beginning of Derby Day. By percentage. By percentage. Yeah, because we're very different in height. People don't know. I'm like 5'9", maybe 5'10", maybe. You uh, seem taller than that, really? Mike's uh, I'm 6'4". Yeah, so we're very, like, like okay, six inches I, is a, a I substantial. Probably, I probably weigh a lot more than you do. I think you would be surprised. Really? Yeah. Unfortunately. Your number starts with a two, though. I think. Well, you said you weighed yourself today. Not today, but recently, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You were close enough to that three number where it might not? Yeah. Oh, then I'm nowhere close to a three number right now. Yeah. So it would be percentage. I think that's fair, right? Okay. All right. Because um, total poundage, I'm probably going to fly past that. But um, this week, people don't know. They listen to the show. I screwed up my foot this summer. 
and I've run all five days this week. I've had knee surgery. It's true. Yeah. But I've run all five days this week. Congratulations. I'll be able to run tonight, so that's good. And my foot doesn't hurt, which is nice. Um, and it's That's the first time since I can remember. And uh, a parent at the school where our kids, uh, at one time we're both in um, at the same time, has agreed to take me on at his gym. And so I'm going to go train at what is called the pain train. Where's that? Uh, around the corner from my house. Oh, yeah? And they get together very early in the morning. Like four? Something like that. All right. I'm and, up at uh, four, so. Yep, there you go. And um, uh, Dad's name is Aaron. Shout out. Um, he's actually going to come interview us um, at some point. He does a a podcast on uh, people who do media in Louisville and is interested in our show and wants to come by and interview us about okay. Happy Hour. Nice guy. Um, former D1 basketball player. And um, What's the Oh, I got to know who this guy is. He's, he's related to someone who has helped your daughter get better at basketball. So Oh, um, okay. I know who, exactly yeah. who this is. Okay. Uh, but he has agreed that um, he'll take me under his wing as a as a workout guy. And so um, I'm going to keep my running going this month. And then hopefully my foot is really, really ready to go in December. And then I can actually do some weight training and uh, cut this stuff out. So, All right. There you go. Try to do the whole What's your, what would holistic. Be, where do you want to get to? Like, Do you want to be sub two? 200 is my goal. Okay. I'd love to be like – I think like if I got to like 215 – Like my freaking BMI chart, which says I should be I like know. 185 I should or be like 148 or something. 6'4", 185. Um, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, it's not possible. I, I think if I got in the below 225, I'd be – Totally agree with you. Happy. That'd be a huge number for me. 215 would be like unreal. But I will tell you what, like we're, we got some pictures scrolling apart yeah. up top where I, when I was 245. 245 looked pretty so good on me. It and felt you, really it felt good. good, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know for me if it's – like, I, I'll tell you, I, I don't have a weight number. I have a collar size number. Okay. Like, shirt size number. Like, that's what I'm thinking about. The worst for me is the belly on top of the belt buckle. Right. That's the worst. Right. Ugh. Oh, it's embarrassing. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Or bending down to tie your shoes and, like, like it's like someone punched you in the gut and knocked all the air out. Like, no, it's not good, man. No. Yeah. So, no, I'm looking forward to losing the weight. Um, like, uh, some of these people lost a lot this year. Um. So our missed disappointing jockey, I think we agree on lots of these, by the way. Oh, I'm sure that, I mean, so, they're pretty obvious. Yeah, so the jockey this year was Mike Smith. All right, the biggest, first off, the track, of the the worst track of the year is go to Santa Anita. No question. <laughs> um, the worst horse racing association goes to the California Horse Race <laughs> Did you see Sherva's article today? I did not. That basically the whole board's turning over? Yeah, I knew that the top guy was retiring. Yeah. You know, it doesn't surprise me. There's talk about a, a former backside worker becoming like a major player on the chrb really and i think that's a great move yeah because they know they know the industry yeah but they're also not wealthy enough to have conflicts of interest right and i'm not trying to pick on people that work on the back side it's just that's a different crowd than that owns the horses they, right well i don't know i'll also say this i would say i don't know if there's another for another group of people that care more about the industry Correct. Than the because people. of their livelihood but also because those horses no, are that's their, their family it's their whole thing that's it's their, their whole world right yeah. so that would be a really interesting, and I forget his name. Um, I have to look it up. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'll, like, I'll, I'll you know. find it. But yeah, it's um, it's really an interesting sort of idea. But yeah, there's going to be just a massive turnover um, in that group. Worst uh, Oscar De La Torre is his name, so that's just a name to hear. Golden Glove um, winner. I he does have a great boxing name, doesn't he? <laughs> he really does, Oscar De La Torre. But um, he um, you know, I really hope he can. You hope know, he's not being put in somewhere where the they people think that he can be bullied. Yeah, but I, th- I, I think he can answer activist questions though too, right? I hope so. And, and frankly, in this industry, 
the the lack of you know we talk about for example in pro sports in the United States especially in basketball and football a lack of minority representation in things like ownership or GM roles or president roles in horse racing we have a huge number of Hispanics that work in the and uh, Hispanics in the excuse me Hispanics and Latinos that work in the industry and there's not a lot of their voices in the industry no nope. right and so might be a good first step in California if someone with the name Oscar De La Torre, and I'm totally generalizing, but I assume Oscar's from that kind of background. He's um, Polish. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oscar, Oscar's from Tel Aviv. The, um, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, I th- that could be a really, really good first step. And frankly, it's harder to criticize an organization when they have someone who has the kind of background and um, experience that a guy like Oscar does. Yeah. So hopefully that, I, just from reading John's piece, I'm kind of hopeful that that works out. But yeah, it, it's CHRB, Santa, Santa Anita just... I've been surprised how many people lately that I've talked to are genuinely interested in what happened at Santa Anita. I try to give them the weather sealed track perspective perspective, but recently there's just been incompetence as well. And it's very disappointing. A lot of soft spots in that track. Uh, Worst, worst horse racing media writer, (laughs) writer or media member. I mean, Dr. Derby, right? <laughs> I don't know. This Nick dude might be getting up the list. <laughs> Nick, prison time, D'Agostino, man. That picture was terrifying. I'll go with Dr. Derby. It's pretty bad. No. Um, and by the way, we know that where this is all in jest. We know people love this sport and we're just kind of having oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. This is kind of, again, our recap show of who we like to bag on, yeah. which will take us to the top, to the worst performance by a jockey. It's, it's incredible because it is, it's amazing how things, how easy it is to fall off the top of the mountain. And Mike Smith, he fell off K2 this year. He fell off Mount Everest. He fell off of, I don't know, uh, Machu Picchu, right? I mean, like the guy just, uh, year over year, to be on Justify and then have the year this year, right? I mean, just pretty incredible. Um, the the stream of bad luck and then coupled with the bad rides, which I don't know if it's a combination of him trying to overthink the rides that he got because some of the rides that he was counting on he didn't get or, you know, Omaha Beach gets hurt or whatever else. And um, Mike Smith's a tremendous jockey. Obviously. Rider. So, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I think overall that's you got to give it to Mike Smith. And, yeah. and, and alongside with that, the, the worst performance by a trainer has got to be Bob Baffert. For those two guys that go to Santa Anita for a Breeders' Cup and to be shut out. After a Triple Crown shutout, after oh man, I mean, I mean, after a after know, being on after top an of the sports, after an Oaks and Acorn shutout, um, yeah, I mean, and a Travers shutout, and did a it Haskell start with Abel Tasman last year? We were there, yeah, and she that was it, man. Because that race, she was done, and like you could see the jockey pull her up and tap her on the neck and just say she didn't have it anymore. Yep, she was done. And I think that's it's the interesting thing too because. Um, they're showing the skinny picture of me there. Yeah, there. There's 245 micro. Um, it's it's an interesting thing to me because just how unprepared Baffert's horses look. Right, and I'm I'm curious because he's got two two year olds running this. And on a lot weekend. of different levels, they yeah. were unprepared. They were unprepared in the gate. Yeah. For the distances, for all kinds of different things, and that's what was so surprising was that they're in in. Very rudimentary things they weren't ready. I mean, like, eight rings is not even really being considered as a strong derby contender anymore. Eight rings isn't even good in the paddock. No. 
tossed rider. These are rudimentary yeah. things. So, and then you get Mike Smith, who just seems like we talked about this the last time. Who, who can knows how a, a horse likes to run, can see how the track is running that day, and yet can't and still make a bad decision. And couldn't yet couldn't seem to. You have to wonder horse. at this point if it's in his head. Right. Right. And it's just starting to catch up with him. All right. So. Most disappointing ownership, I think we agree it's the less yes. for how they decided on maximum security's runs this year. Yes. Not going I'll, to the Preakness. I'll, yeah, he'll, he'll race against anyone. And if that horse beats maximum <laughs> security, I'm, I'll pay you $5 million. <laughs> but we're not going to actually race against you. We'll, we'll scratch. And is there a most disappointing horse? Does it go to Omaha Beach just because of the injury? No, I can't say that Omaha Beach was disappointing this year because I think when he performed, he performed when he ran, he well. Ran. Got it. Um, you know, I'm Catalina Cruiser. Catalina Cruiser, that was that's the horse. That's the horse. That is definitely a disappointing uh, Instagrams up there. Newspaper record. Newspaper record. We <laughs> talked about earlier would would be up there. Yeah. Um, let's talk about maybe a horse. Who let's, was who was the favorite out of California? Was it Bellafina? Yeah, but Bellafina. But at the end of the year, she ran well. Starting to run well, didn't yep. win, but ran well. Yep. And. Let's talk about maybe – so those are the, the horses that we thought could be there that never showed up. Um, did you say Instagram? I did say Instagram, yeah. yeah. Um, what <laughs> the it, last – did we look up when he ran last? I don't know. <laughs> Would you put God Stormy as a disappointing horse? There are people that rank God Stormy as a top ten horse in no, the interior. No question. I guess there's my question. You can have a good year, mm-hmm. and it could still be disappointing, Right. Yeah. Did God Stormy live up to her expectations this year? She finished second in a, a in a in a you know in a race in the Breeders' Cup where the boys were running. I think she's okay. Yeah. I think she's okay. So what about Stormy Liberal? Would yeah, you, once you get to older horses sometimes you just don't know. Yeah. All right. So on that though, if I'm looking at the horses who had were on Instagram the stage, has not run since Oaks Day. The horses that were on the stage that were disappointing but still got their shot, I'm always going to put Paradise Woods up there. Yeah. And I'm always in the, on, on the on the male side because I just don't understand how this horse is still in that conversation, although I think if I'm not mistaken. Yoshida. Yeah, I think he snuck yeah. up and got a grade. We were at Yoshida when Yoshida kind of had his coming out party in, that, in Churchill Downs and um, a couple years ago and. I love the the performance Yoshida had in that race, and I believe we won money on that race too. I know you did. Yeah. Um. But I, I you know, at, at some point it's like, hey, and and then you get the horses like Owendale who are mm-hmm. in the classic, and like, why are you in the classic? You know, so that Ed DeRosa can pick you. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> okay, so Ed DeRosa is the worst handicapper of the year. He is. I, mean, it, no I don't question. think it's close. I think his return on investment is really bad. <laughs> He's won for his last 20 years. Well, that's what Churchill Downs wants, though, right? Didn't Churchill Downs want him to pick bad horses? So, like, you just, you're the casual fans, like, oh, the expert up there is picking this guy, so I'm going to pick that guy, and oh, I lost. Remember, it's paramutual, so it doesn't matter what you pick. They take uh, their cut. They're taking, yeah, they're ta- getting paid out no matter what. Correct. Okay. And, they're, and they just disperse the rest of the money, so it doesn't matter. Because Joey Dax has been pretty good. Yeah. And that guy's got a tougher job than Ed Rosa does. <laughs> Love Ed DeRosa, especially because Ed will interact with us on Twitter, just like Dr. Derby will. Absolutely. No, it's all in good fun because I don't have to do what Ed does for a living. No, we don't get paid for this. Ed picks the full card every day at Churchill Downs. Right. Or at like, oh, God, he does some cards at places like Parks. or. But he's pretty much the Baltimore Orioles right now, right? I mean, he's – 
he's he's the Detroit Tigers. Do you know who he is? He's you on this last Breeders' Cup Saturday trying to be too smart. Yeah. But he does it every day. Yeah. You don't have to be too smart. It's okay. Yeah. Right. And he is and he he is like legitimately a really intelligent guy, if I'm not mistaken. He's super so, smart. Yeah. He's also one of those guys. We talked about it when Tim was on the show that I really respect because he gave up his life. He sold everything he owned and moved from Ohio to Louisville to be to be in the horse racing industry. And here he is. We're talking about him on the show. I feel like we should give EJ Clark an award, but I don't know what that would be. Um, Ooh. <laughs> um, is there someone else we should give an award? Yes, but I'm not even going. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that. So. I will say for EJ, um, you know, you can't you, you can't storm out and burn the bridge when the bridge goes to nowhere. Yeah, and that's a good life lesson for everybody listening. What did you drink today, Mike? Um, I had Rock Hill Farms, which you have mixed reviews about, right? Uh, no, I like Rock Hill Farms. Okay. I mean, it's it's. Oh no, my friend Nathan's not a huge Rock Hill Farms guy. Sorry, keep going. Rock Hill Farms is uh, is out of Buffalo Trace. Yep, it, it's in one of the coolest bottles you're gonna find. No doubt. So it's like it's almost like in a full on like you want to reuse it as a decanter. Mm-hmm. It's got the horse on the front. It's basically a version of Blanton's mm-hmm. that's not Blanton's. It is a single barrel out of Buffalo Trace. Like I think I said that already. Um, you know, for me, it's a lighter it's a lighter drink. So, um, but it, ha- it still has. Some complexity for it being a lighter drink. Yeah, no, so, I like Rock Hill a lot. Yeah, um, you know, I started off with a hundred and twenty proof Journeyman <laughs> Distillery and went on to the Rock Hill Farms. There you go. All right, man. So we're gonna call it call it quits for two thousand nineteen. Calling it twenty nineteen, y'all. Go have a happy Thanksgiving. We're yeah. grateful for everyone who listens to this show. We're grateful for the opportunity. To, to, like I said, there's no when I. And I know you do too. Like when I get that Kentucky Derby media credential, I almost have to like pinch myself. It's like I I get to do this. Like that's great. I actually had someone the other day uh, ask what I do, and they said, "Oh, what do you do for fun?" And I talked about the show, and he said, "Oh, I've listened to that before." Yeah. So there are people out there listening. We do honestly, legitimately appreciate people listening, and we know um, uh, <laughs> it's a weird show, but. Uh, given we're that, two weird dudes. Actually, for sure, I'm when you're rich you. or eccentric, when you're you're only weird when you're poor. So, is that what it is? Yeah, but so we can be quirky because we're what not did Dave Chappelle say? Yet. You're not you're not you're not poor. You're broke. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> poor is a state of mind. Poor is a state of mind. Broke <laughs> is a state of account. That's correct. So yeah, but no, we do appreciate everyone listening. We will be back to do all those derby preps, Oaks preps, of course. Uh, talk about more the derby preps, and then um, more derby preps. I understand, but we're gonna yeah. do both and. Uh, Talk a ton of Risen Star. I'm definitely <laughs> no, we are. We're gonna go nuts on Risen Star, and I'm gonna definitely credential myself for the Risen Star. Like just absolutely, totally, of course. Just see what's going on down at the fairgrounds. But um, I want to know what the fairgrounds media room is like. That's oh yeah, like yeah. what's this is a buffet situation? <sighs> on Risen Star Day, probably. Yeah, because it's right. CDI, right? So probably. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you what. They take really good care of us in that side of Churchill Downs. Yeah, so. Absolutely. No, it's it's. They know press or no. Uh, they know press is a big part of the Derby and the Oaks yeah. weekend in trouble. That's my that's my girl who does the buffet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's all right for sure. Yeah, but um, shout out to the uh, six thousand people that are camera people at the uh, <laughs> at the Derby. Shout out with all kinds of ring gear <laughs> and from every corner of the globe. All right, man, we gotta call it quits. We really do. Yeah, we're going like we've always we're hitting a minute. Now we're always hitting like a minute twenty or an hour, an hour twenty. So all right, all right. We're out. We'll see you at the bar next year. All right, everybody. This is the Horse Racing Happy Hour.